Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, here we are, hour number two. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on a Friday, and you know what that means. It means now is the time to be joined by senior producer from NFL Films, co-host of the ESPN NFL Matchup Show. It is one Greg Cosell joining us. How are we doing, Greg? How are you guys doing? Getting ready for a little snow, huh? Oh, yeah, we're telling everybody coming to the game they better put a shovel in the trunk of their car if they want to get out of here afterwards. They may need it. Yeah, well... I, you guys deal with that. You know, I, I, I live obviously outside of Philadelphia, and I'm not a big snow fan, you know. Never was. <laughs> did you, three inches is a lot of snow. Did, I guess I wouldn't go over well in Buffalo. Huh? Did you Did you hear how Greg said that? Wow, well, you guys deal with that. Did yeah, you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear the disdain like, for the snow? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the unwillingness to put your arms around it and embrace it is what is the, is the troubling oh, part. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of my unwillingness to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have very good self-awareness about that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's be let's begin here, Greg, because there has been a lot of talk about this this week. Uh, people are wondering if if Tua and this offense has turned into a pumpkin. Uh, the last two weeks, San Francisco goes with a much different approach than the Chargers go with the last two weeks. Both are equally right. effective against that Dolphins offense. Tua it looked supremely crossed up last Sunday night. As um, I think I might have been more impressed with Brandon Staley's game plan than San Francisco's because D'Amico Ryans has oodles of talent to work with. Brandon Staley, not so much last week for the Chargers. He goes and plays press man on early downs and goes yeah. and backs off on third downs. And then he even switched it in the second half. We can get into the whole plan in a second. But 
Leslie Frazier's got a lot to pick from on the menu. Obviously, he's going to do what he feels his unit can do best. But there are little bits and pieces he can take from each of these two game plans and, and utilize from time to time on Saturday night, can he? Yeah, look, I, I think that what Brandon Staley did, um, and, and I know Brandon Staley a little bit, and he is a very aggressive mindset guy, and he's, you know, it took a lot to decide to go that route because, like you said, Brownie, they played press man, and then they also played a good amount of cover two where you can press the receivers because you have two safeties over the top. And no team had really done that with the uh, the amount that the Chargers did. That was really their game plan. And, you know, he pretty much said that, hey, if you can't disrupt Tua because the, their offense is built on, on quick rhythm, quick timing throws, particularly in normal down and distance situations, if you can't get to Tua – then who else do you have to disrupt? The receivers. It's one or the other. And you're not going to disrupt Tua, so let's disrupt the receivers. And he did it. He was only burned one time on the 60-yard touchdown when Mike Davis fell down. The other thing that was really interesting is they play boundary corner and field corner in, in Los Angeles, the Chargers. And Mike Davis is the boundary corner. There were snaps, guys, in that game where they literally had Davis play zero man on Hill, and they would bring the boundary safety into the middle of the field to close down windows. So he took a super aggressive approach. Um, I'm not a big blueprint guy. I think you nailed it, Brownie, when you said other teams might take bits and pieces, you know, because I, I just don't think, like, I don't think the Bills would echo that exact approach. Right. You know, that's right. not the way they play. And I think the other factor we do have to keep in mind, and it might not play out tomorrow night because weather will obviously be a factor but assuming a normal fast track you know mike mcdaniel who i know as well he's not an idiot you know they're gonna have some adjustments as well it's always you know that's what the game is right you know one team does something and then it works and then the other side evolves and 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 adjusts and you'll see that over time obviously bills fans don't care what the dolphins do in three weeks they care about tomorrow night right and what have we we've seen a couple of people say that one of the things the Dolphins have done well and depend on is Tua's ability to throw the ball between the numbers. And Correct. the Niners were able to clog those lanes up by saying, if you're going to beat us, you're going to do it 10 yards down the field outside the numbers. And Tua struggled to do that. But there was also, there seems another element, particularly in the Charger game and, and also in the San Francisco game, where, they, where Tua doesn't know where to go with the football. Correct. So because yeah, what, how much of each of those is important? A couple of points here. The last one first. Tua is extremely rhythmic, Steve, and his whole game is built on he hits his back foot, he knows where to go, he's decisive, he turns it loose. If, if he hits that back foot and something shows that tells him, I can't be decisive, hey, I can't throw it or I want to, he's not the same quarterback. He's not really a late in the down, as we say, pocket quarterback. He needs to play rhythmically. Um, and nor does he have a big arm. So he can't really sit on his back foot and wait for things to happen and then drive the ball at the intermediate levels. That's not his game. So now getting to another point you made, the Niners, look, I think Fred Warner's the best linebacker in football. He's also 6'3". And Fred Warner is phenomenal at playing between the numbers and between the hashes in pass coverage. You know, so you're dealing with, uh, and Greenlaw, look, they have two outstanding nickel linebackers. I think that the, the Bills have two really good nickel linebackers as well, but Warner is a different animal than Edmonds. Warner has more 
almost more corner type skills than Edmonds. Warner can do those kinds of things. I don't think Edmonds is quite that kind of player. So the Niners had talent, as Brownie, you said, the, the you know, the Niners have really good talent. So they could almost play somewhat normal, whereas the Chargers kind of stepped out of the normal and did something that really no team had, had done against the uh, the Dolphins. Maybe just talk to us a little bit, because the Chargers also kind of defeated some of that mo- the missile motion that they use with yes, Tyreek yes. Hill and yep. even with Waddle at times. Um, first, maybe just explain to our listening audience how missile motion might be slightly different from just regular motion and how it helps a fast receiver and then what the Chargers did to defeat that and then whether or not you think the Bills can employ some of that. Uh, that's something they probably could employ. So so let's uh, let's just talk about that a little bit. So one of the things we've seen all year long, and it's a really good strategy by the Dolphins, they normally do it with Hill, is they would take Hill from one side of the formation and they'd run him across. It looks like initially jet motion, but then he'd go all the way across and literally to the side of Waddle, almost as if they'd have a stack release. Okay, so when you do that, it's, it is difficult to press that. And the stack release also makes it difficult to press. And therefore, Hill is flying off the line of scrimmage because he's running. He's in motion. He's running hard across the formation. So what the Chargers did is they basically switched. Um, Instead of trying to to stay with the matchups and have a corner run across with Hill, and he's going to be trailing him, and he's going to be off the ball, and it's going to be difficult to defend him, they would just switch it up. And they would then match it. And... You know, it, it it didn't show right away to Tua as a clean throw. And that's just what we were talking about, is that if he can't hit that back foot and make a clean throw, it's it's more difficult for him. So that's the missile motion that they use. They've had really good success with it. I, I did a piece on it in the matchup show, probably week four, week five, week six, somewhere earlier in the season, because it's really hard to defend. But they, they chose to, um, uh, to switch and... Therefore, early in the down, the first six, seven steps by Hill and Waddle, they didn't show up as really viable throws, and that's what happens. You know, Tua is, is he gets caught a little bit, and that's that's what happened. So it seems right. like the key is obviously making Tua uncomfortable, which is basically the game plan for just about every team with the opposing quarterback every week. But do you think the Bills are better equipped – to muddy the look, so to speak, knowing they have Poyer and Tredavious White back there, you know, two players who know how to disguise as veteran players, two guys they did not have in week three. Correct. I mean, you know, that week three game was a very odd game for the defense. First of all, the Dolphins only ran 39 plays, but Ingram was playing in that game at corner. Um, I believe both Hamlin and Johnson were the safeties in that game, if memory serves me correct. Is that right, Brownie? Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty I'm Taron pretty Johnson was the, the only regular in their nickel package. There you go. So, I mean, this is a different defense right now. And obviously white's back, you know, being white. I mean, he, he literally matched up to Wilson last week and he played every snap. So he obviously is ready to go. Um, so yeah, this will be a totally different defense. And as you said, Brownie, they'll take bits and pieces situationally of what the last two teams did. Um, Look, the Bills' defense is pretty talented. You know, obviously the Niners are real good, uh, but the Bills' defense has talent. It's not as if they're trying to compensate for poor talent. Um, you know, so the question is, and now you're dealing with the weather as well, because I'm very curious to see Tua, who is 
like we said, very rhythmic and does not have a big arm, how that's going to play out in this kind of weather. I mean, this could be a 13-10 game, a 10-7 game where teams have to run the ball, and that's just the nature of the evening. Right, and we've also seen games where in weather like this that turned into a 44-34 game as well because the right, defense right. can't stand, stand up. And, I, and I've said this too. Everybody says, well, when the weather's like this, this happens and this happens. You don't always know that that's the case. No. Because the simple fact of the matter is it could snow one day and this field could be as slippery as can be. And the next time you play it in snow, it's not that slippery and teams are able to do a lot more things. Defenses right. are able to do a lot more things. So it really is a game-by-game take on what the weather's going to do. The one thing that's always constant is the wind, and the wind could be a factor in this, and certainly the temperature and the and the snow are going to be a problem for ball handling. But that, again, is an unpredictable thing. Turnovers are the unpredictable stat that really has so much to do with the outcome. So when you talk about this, the Dolphins' defense has not gotten many turnovers. They no. don't seem to be a team that, although they did look pretty good against the chargers their defense doesn't seem to get after the quarterback on a consistent basis although they have at times and what's their personality defensively in a game like this given the weather and all of that stuff well it's it's hard to know if they'll make any you know true tactical changes but i would say that there's not a lot of mystery to the way the dolphins play defense they play a lot of man coverage and they pressure and they show a lot of pressure front looks so that's kind of their defensive profile now that can the degrees with which they do those things can certainly vary on a week to week basis. But as you guys know, over the last three years, going back to the 2020 season, uh, for the most part, the, the the Bills have not had a lot of problems attacking their man coverage. Um, then I think they switched up one game and played a lot of zone and the Bills didn't have a lot of problems with that either. So the Bills have been pretty good against this defense over the last three years. I mean, even in the game uh, week three, where I believe Josh dropped back over 70 times and the Bills ran 90 plays, um, you know, they had success moving up and down the field. It wasn't as if they were shut down. So they've been able to throw the ball against this defense. And I know people are out. I think Eric Rowe is out. Yep. Um, I think someone else is out. I mean, well, I, 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 his backup, Elijah Campbell, is also out. So he's the, also out. I saw the, that. He, the word is the word is they're going to start yeah. the rookie. Verone McKinley is going to make just his second start of the season, um, which was going to be my next question, Greg, because when you have a young, inexperienced safety out there, yeah. what have offensive coordinators told you over the years as to how you might be able to take advantage of an inexperienced safety in coverage? Yeah, and he's been playing basically in their nickel, uh, excuse me, in their dime. But now if he starts, because obviously Holland is a really, really good player, right. and they use him as their back-end safety, and also when they blitz, he's up at the line of scrimmage. Um, you, you know, McKinley's an interesting guy. I, I kind of liked his tape a lot uh, when I watched him come coming out of Oregon. Um You know, I think he has a playmaking dimension to his game. I think you can get him to be aggressive. He's a very aggressive player. So I think you need to try to create scenarios, Brownie, where he's aggressive. Um, and you can do that, you know, maybe it's double moves. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's a certain number of receivers to one side, you know, it's, but I think you can probably attack him. The question is, how will they use him? Will they use him essentially as a box player? Because when he plays in their dime, he's not really a box player. So, 
you know, because Holland normally, unless he's going to line up on the line of scrimmage and their pressure looks and blitz, then he's the back end safety and he's really good at it. Uh, so McKinley might be forced to play in a way in which he's not really comfortable. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really curious about the Bills passing game. You know, look, they obviously signed Beasley for a reason. We don't have to interpret that. They signed Beasley for a reason. They brought him back because obviously the passing game has not been over the last number of weeks as consistent as it was earlier in the season. Um, and uh, look, they w- weren't their first five serious punts this week. Against they were. The they were. First, five. Yeah. first time you know, that's happened thought, this season. I, yeah, and I thought Josh was a little tentative in that game. I thought in the second half he started to seem a little more comfortable. I thought, you know, the throw that told me he was getting more comfortable was the out route to Davis, which I think might have been may have been the first possession of the third quarter. I can't remember, but it was. But that was the ball where I said, okay, now he's he's feeling a little more comfortable. Um, but you know, this offense hasn't been as aggressive. Uh, I think if we're being honest, guys, and you know, that's the only way I had to do it based on tape study. I think that they probably haven't gotten on a week-to-week basis what they were hoping to get out of Gabriel Davis. I would say and, that's I would say that's accurate to some extent. I was going to ask you about that a little bit because I I was wondering what's up with Gabe Davis. How much do you believe it's it's Davis's failure to get consistent separation, and how much do you believe it's scheme oriented, where maybe they're not drawing up as many one-on-one opportunities for him. Yeah. I a lot of times, Greg, I see him as just the clear out guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm always Larry Brownie, and I'm just being honest, and I know you guys will appreciate this. You know, it's always hard for me comfortably. Obviously, I have my opinions, but because I'm not in the meetings and I'm not there with installations. Right. You know, I, I'm always a little uncomfortable about talking about scheme. But to me, there is something to that. Now, hey, I'm sure if Ken Dorsey was sitting here, maybe he'd tell me I'm nuts, okay? And maybe I am. But I think that I would tend to agree with you to some extent. I feel like they could do a better job in terms of getting other receivers involved and open through route concepts and combinations. That's just my take watching the film. Now, again, that's, you know, I do want to qualify that because I don't know how it's taught. Yep. And I don't know, you know, what they do on the practice field. But I think there is some merit to that based on tape study. How much do you think Beasley, I mean, first of all, that he's back, that's number one. Number two, if he's up and he's active and he plays, how much is that a prompting by the offensive staff to get Josh to go to the check down options more often? Because it seems like this has been something that's been happening over the last several weeks maybe most notably in week nine and week 10, where Josh is wanting maybe a little too much to push the ball down the field when he has an easy check down for eight or 10 yards. They've tried for the last four weeks to get him to do more of that. It's happened on occasion, but not terribly often. I, I, I feel like this is a prompting on the part of the staff. Hey, here's a guy you trust. Check it down to him if you're not going to check it down to anybody yeah. else. And I think that's fair as well, you know, because we know that Beasley is really good at finding voids and coverage, particularly zone. Um, you know, McKenzie theoretically has been the man beater guy, but he obviously had two drops last week. And, I'm, you know, I don't know if that prompted them to go get Beasley. But, you know, Beasley is obviously a guy, as we saw in the previous number of years, that Josh Allen is really comfortable throwing the ball to. 
He knows how to find voids. He knows how to find space. Um, and he's a chain mover. And that's ultimately what you want to do. Because, look, I, I guess I was, you know, this gets back now to the whole offensive philosophy and approach, which, like I said, you know, I, I don't say this with great confidence, but I see the tape. You know, I thought they would run the ball more or less. We coming off what they did the week prior against the Patriots with, you know, the pony package, which they didn't only ran four or five times this week. Um, and, and James Cook running the ball. They didn't really run the ball this week. And, um, you know, that struck me as interesting as well. Um, but, yeah, I think that yeah, – and one thing I will say, and, and I don't know if they talked to Josh Allen about this, I think there have been times this year, Brownie, more recently, where he's left the pocket too soon. And, you know, I think he can – the thing is he, he can make special plays doing that, like the play against New England where he threw the touchdown at Davis. Right. So we all get, you know, excited about those plays, but I think there are times he leaves the pocket too soon. What about the ability to run the football against this Dolphin team? This is, uh, you know, it it may be, like you said, dictated by the weather anyway. But yeah. on a but on a level playing field in a, in a dome stadium, what would the what would the matchup look like? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile five G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile five G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details without the weather being a factor? Um, oh, you know, I mean, I think the Dolphins, you know, they have multiple fronts because, you know, just like every team does with personnel. And um, then it would depend on what the Bills' personnel is, whether they're going to play with a fullback um, or not. Um, uh, or, you know, if they play 11 personnel, then you're not going to get the 5-2 front that the Dolphins play as their base defense. Uh you know, I'll answer it this way, Steve. I personally believe that the Bills have to try to run the ball more no matter who they play against. Because I just, you know, I think we all, and, and 
I'll be the first to admit this. Coming off last season, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way with with the the two games that Josh Allen had in the playoffs and the in the last two two and a half years that he's had. You know, I think we all got caught up in that this guy's Superman and that this guy is the most physically gifted quarterback in the league, which he is, if you look at just raw physical traits, and that, you know what, every week he's just going to be super special because that's who he is. And I think sometimes that can camouflage some concerns you have throughout the rest of your offense because you assume that he's going to make those special plays every single week. And that's that's unrealistic. So you have to find other ways offensively to move the ball and to win. And, you know, I, I, I think they've been struggling to do that on a, on a weekly basis. I think that's a fair statement. Let's uh, just take a look at some of the young pass rushers here for the Bills before we let you go, Greg. And, yep. you know, absent Von Miller, who's no longer part of the equation, Greg Rousseau yeah. has done a nice job the last two weeks, yeah. you know, had two sacks uh, along with the forced fumble. Um and Oliver's flashed, so too has A.J. Epinesa the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So maybe just give me your synopsis and what the film has told you about these young pass rushers, knowing once again they're going against a quarterback where they know where he's going to be. And the ball comes out quick, Brownie. Right. So this is more, to me, of a early downs, normal down and distance. Your coverage has to be the deciding factor. If you get them into a good number of third and longs, then the pass rush has to win. Um, now, Armstead, he's playing, so he's a really good left tackle. I think they've got some other concerns along their offensive line that ideally the Bills can exploit. But it's really going to be more in long yardage situations where Tua can't just take the quick, you know, the quick three-step rhythm throws where he has to kind of drop back and, and, and throw the football down the field a little bit more. That's where it's going to have to happen. But Rousseau, I've been pleasantly surprised by Rousseau. I'll be the first to admit when, when he came out that I wasn't sure if he could be this kind of player. And again, I'm not suggesting he's, you know, the best pass rusher in the league, but I think he's shown in his two years in the league that he can be a pretty quality edge pass rusher. He knows how to use his length really well, and I think he'll continue to get better at that. Great stuff, Greg. Thanks for coming along with us today. Appreciate it. It's good to see you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Stay stay warm and safe, all right? Yeah, thank Come you very much. Come up and visit. Come up and bring a snowshoe. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think maybe I'll do that in the spring. You'll love yeah. it. <laughs> spring is May here, just so you yes, know, Greg. You Thanks very much. <laughs> okay. We appreciate it. That's Greg Cosell joining us, uh, senior producer from NFL Films, also co-host of the ESPN NFL Matchup Show. Steve and I will take a break here when we come back. We'll take a look at some of the OBL Friday fan mailbag questions and answer those for you next here on One Bills Live presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown, snapdragon apples. This Bills season, head to your local Wegmans to experience the epic flavor and monster crunch of snapdragon apples, the official apples of your Buffalo Bills. Time for us to spin the wheel on the magic that is the OBL Friday fan mailbag. Let's go. And uh, the tweet sheet on the OBL Friday fan mailbag brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. And John leads us off with a statement. Activate Duke Johnson and go run heavy in the snow with Motor, Cook, and Hines. Your guess as to whether Beasley is activated. I, you, well, if the snow is measurable, much like it was for the Colts game, Steve, yeah, you're going to have to run the football probably more than you anticipated. 
I don't know if you need a fourth guy up to do that, though. I think you're fine with Motor, Cook, and Hines, right? Like that's Don't enough. run somebody else's offense. And you offense. got Reggie Gilliam back in the no, lineup. Sh- no, don't run somebody else's offense. Go out and sling it. You're a passing Oh, you still offense. want to throw it? Of course. It's what you do. That's who you are. Why, okay. would, why would Snow or – I mean, what are you going to do? Run – you no. <laughs> no. No. The only way you do that – I got now my thing broke in my ear here. The only way you change what you do is if it's impossible to do what you do normally. Hmm. You gotta, these guys are going to be good enough to get it done. They're going to be good enough to get it done. Are receivers going to be able to run routes? Of like course that? they're going to be able to run routes. Are they going to be able to cover them? Yeah. You're playing against backup corners. Come on, man. And sa- or safeties. Backup safeties. One backup safety. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just do what you do. Okay. Because think about what the Dolphins are looking at. They can't run the ball a lick. Yeah, in good conditions. In good conditions. If they can't throw it, you don't have to worry about it anyway. Come, let's go. Yeah. You're, they're going to come out and throw it. You need to throw it. Run your offense. Don't think because the weather is sloppy and you and I are going to be sitting in snowbanks to watch them that they can't do their thing. They're going to be fine. They're going to – you got to at least – you got to go out and make them think you think you can run your offense. You're the home team. You're the guys who live in this. You're the ones who know what you can get done. You got to show them. Show okay. them. You don't have to. Ch- don't try and beat a team left-handed without. Without trying to beat them with your strength. Yeah, I get it. You know, I'm if. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Just, As for you, don't need to go in there trying to be somebody else. Yeah, you're the number one seed. For goodness sakes, Almighty. As for our best guess as to whether Beasley is activated, I would anticipate, yes, he will be. The question is, how long does he play? How many snaps does he get? But I think it's, I think it's a pretty good bet that he's up on Saturday night. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Bills have until 4 p.m. on Saturday yeah, to weird. elevate practice squad players. Every other game, you have to do it. If, if it's a night game, you can do it at 4 o'clock that day. Only right. if the game is Saturday or Thursday. And what about Monday? Yes, uh, Monday too. And Monday too, I believe. If Night it's a games, Sunday game, it's got to be the day before at 4 p.m. Even if it's a night game, right. But Thursday, Monday, you can do it the day of at 4 o'clock for some reason. Or Saturday. If it's a night game. Uh, we're, this is all confusing now. That's why. Here's it the problem. Shouldn't have gone down Here's that path. Right. Exactly. Now, now I'm in the weeds. I don't know. What, what am I talking about here? What are you, okay. Uh, my Christmas shopping is done. Um, no. <laughs> the Bills have till 4 o'clock tomorrow to activate guys, elevate guys off the, off the uh, practice squad or whatever they're on um, because it's a Saturday night game. Now, think about this. The, the Saturday at 1 o'clock game and the Saturday at 425 game, they had to do it today at 4. Yep. Today, yep. not tomorrow. Same thing for a Monday night game. They get until Monday at four o'clock to activate their to elevate their guys for those games. And for Thursday night games, it's the same thing. It's the day of the game. But for Sunday night games, the ones we see all they got to do Saturday, it Saturday at, four. at four. Same as the Bills. That's a, what are they doing? It's a little weird. They got to yeah. make it a uniform thing. What? Yeah, it's, you should just put it. You know, four o'clock the day before, day before every game. Four o'clock, whenever time your game is. It's 4 p.m. the day know, what, before. Uh, who, who cares if, if when we find out about it anyway, but still. Anyway. It's 
Second yeah. question coming from Bakes, who asks, which team has the advantage in the whiteout, the Dolphins in white or the Bills in red? Well, I would say offensively it would be the Bills in red. Easier to see your teammates yeah. running around out there, right? Yeah, I think so. And the Bills will be wearing their color rush red uniforms, which will stand out very nicely oh, well, in a snowstorm. Those things are going to pop, man. It's going to be awesome. They popped in 2017. Oh, my they just popped off the that field. Thing, I'm telling you, I've said it before. It was a, that game was a work of art. Yeah. Visually. From Bill's Mafia Dad, this offense looks so awesome in hurry up, but it's only used sparingly. Do you think this offense should use it more going forward to increase productivity? Yeah, it's, it's funny. The Bills, more often than not, will score at the end of the first half, especially when they win the coin toss, with a two-minute drill drive when it's, you know, a little bit up-tempo. And the Bills tried to use tempo a few times against the Jets last week. You know, they'd have a second down play. It's third and short. Bang! They'd go right up to the line and call something. And they got a couple of conversions that way. Not many, because they were 0 for 5 on third down the second half. Yeah. I, they tried it, though. Right. Oh, I get it. Do you it. go to it more? What do you think? Listen, that's why... That's where the K-Gun came from. Right. Jim got so good at going fast, and they started to realize that, and we've all heard this story a million times. I'm sorry to be an old guy saying, telling the old, same old story. <laughs> what happens when you go fast and you don't substitute? The, uh, the defense isn't allowed to bring guys on, and the game can go fast because if you don't substitute, they can't. You don't have to allow them to substitute. The officials don't. And if you get a matchup you can exploit, well, what are they going to do? They got called timeout or change their defense somehow, some way, and yeah. it's it's hard to do that on the fly, especially if you keep converting third downs. That's the thing. The big weakness of the hurry up offense is that you have to make first downs. If you don't, it's a self inflicted slow death because you can wear out your defense pretty fast, and the other team gets the ball right back. Um, so th there's two ways to do it, but that's where the K gun came from. Jim was so Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre. And our offensive line that was so big at the time, they started going, and they, they were so good in certain situations during the game, we just said, well, you know what, let's, let's try and do that right out of the gate. And they did it like opening game of 19-something-something something against Indianapolis, and it worked, and they, they stayed with it. So, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you get a matchup you can exploit, you do want to keep going yeah. fast. I don't know if the Bills, this iteration of the Bills is going to do that. I think they might do it in certain instances or if the opponent, you know, you find an opponent that if you get him in the wrong personnel grouping, you want to keep him on the field, maybe you go fast for that series. Right, um, right. But for a whole game, I just don't see that happening. From Ed in the mailbag, if the weather shuts down the passing game, who has the advantage running the ball Saturday night? Statistically, it's the Bills because the Dolphins have not been able to run the football all season long. They're 29th in rushing. Right. One of their top two running backs is dinged with a hip injury, and their offensive line has injuries as well. Their right tackle's on IR, um, and they're just not a good running football team. They're just not. The Bills aren't fantastic, but they're the only team in football that has run for 100 yards in every single game this season, and your quarterback is one of the best red zone <laughs> running quarterbacks right. in football. So advantage I'll, bills in I'll that say situation. This, yeah, if the game goes that direction where nobody can throw the football, your advantage evaporates. And the Bills have a better run defense than right. the Dolphins. But your do. advantage evaporates because what, then it becomes a question of which defensive coordinator is going to sell out to stop the run more than the other and not get taken advantage of by some little dink pass over the top that goes for a touchdown. It becomes a, a 
a chess match, whereas you can put six defensive tackles on the field or however many you have and defensive ends, and you can put defensive ends at linebacker, and you can put take the deep corners off the field and put and put linebackers in for them too. You can put you know you can put eleven defensive linemen and linebackers out there and and stop the run pretty easy, mm. you know. And it just becomes a balancing act. Okay, how can uh, they can they throw it against us? Run and a double wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody can do it. The question, you know, but then what advantage do you have if if their if their defense is willing to do that? You're not going to run yeah. it on them. I don't care who it is. So, yeah, it, it then it becomes some a different kind of contest that has nothing to do with running ball. Yeah. From TJ, not a question for Brownie and Steve, but a declaration. Josh Allen will run for 200 yards and four TDs. He is literally a Buffalo-Alien hybrid that's been waiting all his life for a snow game like this. I am available for a call-in Monday morning to take over the radio show. Okay, put, yeah, put TJ on the whiteboard just in case. <laughs> I think we're just, I think it, no. the statement says it all. We'll just leave it at that. From Cole in TJ the mailbag. Is TJ is actually right now in a camper out in the camper lot. Yeah, he's already throwing <laughs> he's them already back. There, yeah. uh, Cole asks, do you think people have moved the goalposts for Josh in the MVP race? I think Mahomes should be clear front runner, but Hurts over Allen? 17 has more total yards and the same amount of TDs. I think Allen is so great sometimes that when he dips a little, people tend to overreact. Yeah, I think people also are taking into account he got injured and Josh hasn't been 100%. Yeah. Um, that... People are like, ah, and it's easy for people who aren't fans of his or don't have anything invested in him to say, just take him off the board because, well, he was injured, uh, despite how the kind of year he's having. That happened to Fred Jackson in 2011. Uh, absolutely. He so, was having a league MVP season, and, and then I, he got dinged late in the year. He didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. In, in, in fact, of the matter is, you know, you got guys out there like Mahomes who um, just – it's hard well, every to catch week him. he's throwing for 300 yards. Josh right. last week throws for 146, and, and it's like, ah, he's off the MVP list. And every time Mahomes does this little sidearm, no look, oh, get out, no. get rid of it for a touchdown, and it goes for a touchdown, people forget that he threw three picks in that game, yeah. in the Denver game. You know, nobody even says anything. So um, that's just the way life is. And the, the MVP is a very difficult uh, award to win for good reason. And But once you've won it once – you get a little mileage out of that in future seasons. And I think Mahomes is doing that. He deserves every good thing they say about him. We can be honest here, even as Buffalo fans. He's good. The he's guy's, really, the guy's really great. Good. The guy's fantastic. He's a, the league is better for him having him in the league. He's fun to watch, even for people who, who don't like their team, yeah. all of that stuff. Even for Bills fans, you got to appreciate the guy. And much like you know, other teams are like, mm, that Josh Allen's a problem. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to catch Pat Mahomes. Yeah. In this, in this season, particularly given the ease of their schedule going down the stretch, I think discerning analysts <laughs> I don't know, can find a lot of good reasons to give it to more than one, more than Mahomes and Josh, yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts, all these guys. Yeah, uh, there's arguments to be made for all three of them. But for right now, it's hard. It's hard to find an argument better than the one Mahomes has put out. Quickly from Daniel, a good friend of mine is getting married Saturday. I'm not in the wedding, but the reception runs from 6 to 10 p.m. It's an hour from home. When is a polite time to leave to watch the game? I live out of the area, so radio is not an option. 
Uh, I would say stream it on your phone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, you're out of the area, though. That's not going to work on NFL Plus. Man, the kickoff today, six 15 to, and six it's to 6 10. o'clock. You're going to eat dinner and run? Yeah. Six to People 10. aren't even on the dance floor by 8. That's tough. As soon as you clear the receiving line. <laughs> you can't. Come on. What? You, you're not even staying for dinner? It's 6. The reception's 6 to 10. He could stay the first let me just hour at let least, me just, wolf let me just, down no, dinner, and then let me just do an Irish stra- goodbye. Here's the strategy. You and go, I'm Irish, so I can say that. You go through the receiving line, and you make a big deal of it. Oh, it's been great. You know, you, you, you kind of over, stunning. You stunning. Over, overdo it. Yeah. So they know they're going to remember, oh, it was great to see. I, and just th- And be profuse in your praise of their wedding yeah. and everything and that. And then if you want to cover yourself a little bit more, put an extra 50 bucks in the card. Yeah. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah, it's extra extra fifty bucks in the uh, in the little kitty. That might cover you for cutting out early, and then you know it gives you a free hour and a half of game time. That's the OBL Friday fan mailbag. <laughs> Thanks for all your questions. We're Hopefully, so- we uh, helped you there, uh, Daniel. Good luck on Saturday. That's a tough one. Yeah. We're taking a break here. When we come back, it's time to build a game plan. We'll have that for you next here on One Bills Live. Building a game plan presented by United Rentals. United Rentals is the exclusive and official construction equipment rental partner of the Buffalo Bills. Steve, for the offense, game plan, go. You got to get some easy completions for Josh early on. Don't be afraid to let him run it. If the conditions go south, I think you just turn Josh into an option quarterback. Let him and do power sweeps right at the Dolphins. Uh, But I also think you leave the passing game in the game plan. You've got to be able to throw the football, even if it's just five yards down the line of scrimmage or or beyond the line of scrimmage. So I I think you go in there thinking you can run your offense until uh, you prove to yourself you can't. Um, And I think you got to give Josh some easy outlets, some check downs with the backs, with the tight ends, and with the slot receivers. Uh, It will be hard to throw the football down the field, but it could be that because of the conditions, you got guys running open deep down the field because one little hesitation move and a receiver or the DB yeah. goes down, uh, that stuff happens in games like this. So you've got to be alert to being able to threaten the field everywhere, even if you have no intention of going down there just in case. That's why the Bills drafted Josh Allen, to play in weather like this. Big arm, big hands, can handle it. Defensively, the Bills just have to muddy the waters for Tua. Don't make the anticipatory throws that he can make because he knows what the defense is readily apparent to him. When he hesitates, he can't make plays. It's as simple as that. Hopefully, Leslie Frazier has a plan for him. If you need something to listen to on Saturday before the game, Bills by the Numbers podcast. The new episode is up. Check it out. Steve and I will talk to you about it on Monday at noon. We'll see you then. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.